Welcome to Nerds, Geeks, in the Kitchen Sink. It's a podcast about comics, games, sci-fi, horror, pop culture, music, movies, and as always, maybe a few surprises. I'm your host, DK. I'm one of your hosts. Uh, who are you? <laughs> <laughs> Did you hit your head on the way? No. I'm Chris, your other host. Improve if you feel like it. We're almost through this. <laughs> Wait, there's no more to say in the intro. That was it. <laughs> the intro is so long, I feel like it never ends. So I I'm just like, keep you on your toes, don't yeah, I? Yeah, you do. <laughs> How the hell... Are you? I'm doing quite dandy, thank you. Yeah. The weather's kind of shitty today, but it, it, it was going to be so nice, and then I went outside and it was raining. Yeah, I know. I feel like we're in East London. Oh yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I know. It's it's we're already off the rails. What have you been up to? Uh, not much. Working, you know, typical. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've gone down a few rabbit holes. Have you? Yeah. Uh, the indie horror game rabbit hole. Oh. So. Ooh, I don't yeah, know I, about this. I, I, I kind of shared one of them on uh, our, our page. Mm-hmm. So that was kind of interesting. And it's a hand-drawn horror, like Netherlands horror. Yeah. So it has a little bit of like Midsummer vibes. All right. But with like, um, like Edward Gorey. Illustration, right. right? So, yeah, I have, I have some gory. I have a. Didn't he do the Gashly Crumb Tinies? Isn't that him? Mm-hmm. I have that. It's like a coffee table version. Yeah, Zora found it the other day, and she's like, "This book, everyone just dies in this book." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, "Yeah, it's a cautionary tale. Yeah, it's you should of, read it. Yeah, <laughs> don't get rolled up in a rug or whatever, like." Reggie or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the names yeah, are. The game is called Mundane. Mundane. Yes, and it comes out next week. So I'm kind of excited to... What consoles? Or is it just PC? Or... PC and both consoles. But by both consoles, you mean PlayStation and Xbox? Yes. Because Switch... I, I don't... Well, yeah. No offense. I, I like the Switch. I but, like the Switch. But we didn't make this decision. No. <laughs> well, speaking of gaming, Chris, yes. I've, I've been on a kick for the last uh, less than 24 hours now. Right. I got this... Okay. I'm, I'm going to tell you a long story. Okay. There's a device out there called the Analog Pocket. Yes. It is two hundred dollars, and it is it plays Game Boy games, Game Boy Color games, Game Boy Advance, and uh, Game Gear, I believe, um, with an adapter. So it's beautiful. It's kind it of a Swiss Army knife of, of, of Game, Game Boys. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't do emulation. It really plays the cartridges, so you have to have the cartridges to That's cool. to, to play it. It's got a gorgeous display. Um, it's a really cool machine. Mm-hmm. That's not what I got. <laughs> I wanted to get that machine, right? Right, but it's like. To get one right now, it's crazy. It's like on back order, and you have to wait, and you know it's two hundred bucks. Is it like a couple months you have to wait? It's for gonna it? be a while before yeah. you can get one. Okay. Again. Yeah. So I was talking to my friend about it. He's like, "You don't want that. You want this." And he and he pulls out this uh, this little device, and I'm like, "Well, what is it?" And uh, <laughs> wait a minute. First, when you said he pulls out, he, I'm like, "Wait a minute." He pulls it out, and I said, "All right, <laughs> put that away. Let's talk about games." Yeah. Uh, it's called the RG351P. Okay. It's a not a very sexy name. Well, no. But I'm going to call mine RG. And, you know, it's, it's like the dro- one of the dro- the side droids from Star Wars. So. Or, I don't know, it kind of sounds like Orgy now that I think about it. But... <laughs> well, you did say he was going to pull it out. There you go. We were beginning. It was the start of something beautiful, Chris. And I shut it down. I, I don't know if I would consider that beautiful. <laughs> oh, I would. Oh, so, okay. uh it, he's like, you need this. It, it's all emulation-based, but he's like, I know you, and I know what you're, you're going to want to do with this thing. This thing's perfect for you. And he described it to me a little bit and showed me his. Uh, and so um, 
Don't make any. Don't, I can see you like almost again. <laughs> so I ordered the damn thing. Okay. I brought it with me today. Oh, you, yeah. You That's finally didn't is. get it. I know you were the other day at work. I was you waiting were... for a package. Yeah. yeah. So this thing, like again, it's called the RG351P, I think I said. Um, it really looks like a mini it, it's like a switch. little Game Boy or a Switch. Yeah, exactly. It's got two thumbsticks, analog sticks. It's got all the buttons you would want, even L1 and R1. A lot of times in the handheld, you only get yeah, one, L and R. Pitch, you know. Yeah. And um, you can hear the buttons uh-huh. clicking. Clickety, click, click, click. Oh, that's the shoulder buttons. Yeah. That's the right That's the right action for a shoulder button, yeah. I feel. Yeah. But you got to be careful because if your parents are listening at night, they'll know you're playing. <laughs> this is a real problem I used to have with you the game. You have to use multiple covers to Are you reading the sound. up there? Yeah, I'm reading. I'm, yeah. uh, I'm reading really fast and switching pages. I'm not playing Pokemon <laughs> Pinball. <laughs> so anyway, this thing showed up, and I didn't. I knew it would have preloaded games, but I thought it would mostly be garbage. But it's it's got some pretty good stuff on really? it. And performance is pretty excellent. And it, it has vibration, Chris. Really? This thing has vibration. So for <laughs> games to support it, so this can play... PS1 games, which that was the first console, well, not the first, but that was probably the when it was fully adopted for real. I mean, right. N64 had that Rumble Pack, and Dreamcast had something along those lines. Right. But th- this is this. I think PlayStation One was the first time it really yeah. got adopted for real in the controller. Yeah. And so when you turn it on, you're greeted with these menus, um, and it's just like, what console do you want to play? And, and it just goes through, like, there's, like, MSX, PC Engine, Nintendo, Game Boy, Super Nintendo, N64, Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Sega Genesis, Game Gear, Mega Drive, Dreamcast, Neo Geo, Neo, I mean, just so much, PlayStation 1. It's got all the stuff on it, PSP even. And you select your console, mm-hmm. and you go in, and there's a list of preloaded games. The preloaded games are all right. Really? There's some decent stuff on here, some stuff mm. like all, you know, all the, most of the basics. Right. Although the first, the thing that aggravated me quite a bit and it's not really a big deal, but I went to Game Boy Advance, and uh-huh. when you go to Game Boy Advance, that's the picture. That's from the game Golden Sun. Right. It's a it's a it's an RPG. You click on Game Boy Advance. And it's not Golden on Sun is not on there, <laughs> which sucks because I really like that game. Right. That's one of the reasons why I want to get this. <laughs> now I could be emulating on my phone or other devices, but th- this thing has has enough power to push through. Even in 64, which is kind of tough sometimes, yeah. it, it doesn't emulate perfectly. I, I've spent a little bit more time with it, and you'll have these visual problems. You know, it, it doesn't load every texture properly. Right. The games, you know, there's some frame rate issues, but because it's using RetroArch, it, you can go in and change stuff in the back end to to make certain games work better. So, like, if oh, you're okay. having a specific problem, the software can kind of go, oh, that's if you click this box, it'll address that issue. Hmm. So there is a little bit of fiddling with it. It's not right. going to be, like, perfect out of the box. Not for 64, but for most of the other things on here. Right. Maybe 64 and PSP are the hardest, the most difficult things on here. Right. And and DS to some extent because there's no touch screen. Oh, but, yeah. But it, you can, it uses the analog stick and mimics, like, you drawing on the, gotcha. on the lower screen. Just takes a little more. Yeah, well, and a lot of the DS games that I liked anyway didn't really even use the touchscreen. Other than like a, a point and yeah. tap. So I'm not too worried about right. that. There, I won't be playing a lot of DS anyway. No. Um, so, uh, but I really wanted this for essentially mainly Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games. Right. And the other stuff is just extra. And when I pulled it out, I turned it on, and I was like, oh, let's see. Let's try PlayStation. And I turned on Driver 2. You ever play Driver 2? Yeah. Ever, and... I was like blown away by the fact that it works. It it just works. <laughs> I couldn't believe it. 
Um, this little console is like a hundred dollars, and I am. I don't know, Chris. I think I'm in love. <laughs> I put Thrasher Skate and Destroy on there last night. Oh yeah, it's pretty awesome. That's a that's a classic that people need to know about. Oh yeah, but um, yeah, I this got a little volume thing on the side there. It's like a little, a little scroll. dial, yeah, yeah, like old school kind of dial. Right. I one thing I particularly love is on the back these little grips. Mm-hmm. If you put it down on something, it won't slide. Slide. Around. It yeah. will not slide. So I love that. It's got a decent battery life. Um. It's got two inputs for some reason. I I was told that you can plug in a controller. I was going to ask about that because I saw those on the time. Someone said I read online you can plug in a controller to the to the one the other one and have two players. Which I mean, if this is all you had or whatever, that's right. Because normally, you know, it's a small screen. I was going to say there's no HDMI know, phone out. Is, phone screen is a little bigger than that. So. Right. I like the fact that it has a reset button, but it's pushed in so f- you'll never hit that by accident right you've really you got really to stick your, stick your finger in there you know what i mean yeah <laughs> <laughs> so uh but what i'm saying is this thing is awesome and if you're into emulation here's the coolest thing okay it can do all these old school games and it can play them online really it's got a wi-fi adapter and it's it's just old school enough. Like I don't know if you remember back in the Game Boy days, if you wanted to play multiplayer, you could, but you had to get a big old link cable, right? And I plug remember these that things was... together. Yeah. So uh, instead of a link cable, it has a suitably old school plug-in where it, it plugs into this USB, right? Right. But it, it's a converter because this is USB C, right? And so then on top of that, you'll plug in a Wi-Fi adapter. So it's yeah. like this tall. Yeah. You know, on there. And it's like, oh, I got my Wi-Fi plug in. <laughs> like, it feels just 90s enough for me. Yeah. Uh, so, it, it's cool. That's so hilarious. And you can use that to, like, download updates. and That's cool. And it's neat. You you, you can also, to put stuff on here, it's got a, a little uh, SD card. Oh, okay. But you can, uh, you can either pop that out and then just stick games on there if you've mm-hmm. already got ROMs. Or you can use the Wi-Fi adapter and do it through FTP. Which is like nerds only, right? <laughs> you know, but uh, I like that option. Right. I probably will use that. Um, so while it, the the preloaded games are great, there were a bunch of classics that weren't on there. So I was a little bit bummed out that I had to. Oh, I have so to take like, the card oh, out. I've got to look. Yeah. I had to spend fifteen minutes on this thing. So uh, I, I guess that's my. Um, if you're into these handhelds, if you're into old school gaming, it can do. Nintendo, Super Nintendo. I mean, there's a billion ways to play these things right, right. now. But I like the the form factor of it, the look of it. Yeah, I mean, it's it literally is visually like a mini a mini uh, uh, switch. Switch, exactly right. Right. It's smaller than the Switch Lite, even. It's about the size of a, of a phone, really. Yeah. No, I mean, um, you put it up to your phone, it's almost the same size. Little yeah. thicker. It's a but well, exactly the same size. Yeah. Very, it's yeah. Exactly. No, actually, your phone it's, is a little bigger. My, yeah. So. Uh, so if I had to give it a score, I don't know if I could give it a, I don't know. I couldn't give it a perfect score. Probably an eight out of 10. It doesn't do N64 perfectly or PSP perfectly, but those things are always hard uh, with little devices like this. And the thing is at a hundred dollars, you can't beat that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I mean, honestly, and I'm going to be playing a ton of 64. Yeah. And to have that many options on it for something that's only a hundred dollars. Yeah. Yeah. That's hard to find. Yeah. 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 So, so far I love it. But so if people want to check those out, I got mine from Amazon. It's called the RG three five one P. P Pablo. Yeah. <laughs> so check out. Get go to get an RG. RG. You go, yeah. RG time. 
So, you know, call Switch all your torpedoes, friends. Switch torpedoes, RG. <laughs> so that's that. But that's cool. That that's really neat. I mean, you know, that's something that you know you can have in your pocket, like your phone. Yeah. Where you're not carrying the big old switch, even the handheld or the uh, switch light. It's kind of is, big. Is is kind of clunky, kind of yeah, big. Exactly. You know, it's bigger than most controllers. You know. And so. I'm I'm just I'm an old school gamer who loves these. I really wanted it for Game Boy Advance. Right. I want my Castlevania and my yeah. Golden Sun and I guess Gen 1 po- the, the Gen 1 Pokemon remakes are really good. Right. They're good RPGs. There's some great stuff on Game Boy Advance. Tony Hawk on Game Boy Advance. Oh, yeah. I love it, Chris. I don't oh, yeah. care what people say. No, it's, it's good. good. There's even Max Payne, okay? Oh, well. It's, I mean. It's pretty fun. Yeah. To be honest. <laughs> so, people, check that out. Yes. There is a little bit of fiddling with it, like if you want to add games or whatever, but... It's pretty simple. Oh, oh, I have one minor complaint okay. before we're done with it. All right. Whenever you open up an emulator, it wants to use these shaders. And it, uh, shaders are fine and they're fun to play with, but I generally don't want to use them. I'll if, Maybe I'll use a smoothing one, maybe. Mm-hmm. But I, I tend to not want those. I just want the clean look of whatever the thing is. Right. But, like, I opened one of the Neo Geo ones and it made it like, oh, it's like you're playing it on the arcade. And so it mimics the look of the arcade screen oh. and it had that turned on by default huh and you have to kind of poke through a couple of menus to find how to turn that off gotcha. and for some people that might be really frustrating if they right. don't know or like the game boy I, I loaded up a regular game boy game and it was like it was doing this uh extra pixel pixelation that i didn't it, it, it was trying to mimic the, yeah, yeah and, and it had this like yellow filter like you're oh, looking at it on the yellow, yellow yeah the old screen yeah. and that's cool but i don't I don't want that. Yeah. I want it to just look just nice. The bright I want the colors to pop and, yeah. and look good. So you do have to click both of the sticks in and go to the back end menu. It's RetroArch for those uh, Game Boy Advance games. And you uh, have to go in and change that. So that's that could be frustrating for someone who really just wants to pop it open and play. Right. And they don't want to mess with a lot of stuff. That might be one thing. Right. You know, but but other than that, I'm I fully recommend. But it's one of those, you know, you get a couple of days out of the box and you get figure out where, get used to it. where things are and yeah. you, you can maneuver around it. Exactly right. Exactly right. So, but all right. Cool. That's very cool. that's the end of the RG three five whatever. <laughs> it seriously sounds like you're calling out some droid from Star Wars. RG. Yeah, I am. So what else is going on? What about with you? I like I said, I you know, started going down the, the uh the indie games and kind of starting going down some of the uh, new horror movies coming out. Yeah. So we've got a couple. Couple are out already. Uh-huh. One is coming out. I still haven't seen Saint Maud, which yeah, I, I know I that's want to. that's a one that I really want to see. That's on my list. One night I was going to watch it and I thought <laughs> I, I feel like I kind of know what this is going to be like. Am I in the mood for that? I don't think so. I'm yeah. a little tired, and <laughs> yeah, right. I don't know. I don't want to be too bummed out tonight. You almost have to be like in the right mindset to watch that movie. Right, right, right. Like Hereditary. Yes, I couldn't just throw on Hereditary for fun on a normal. No. It's it's got to be a. Uh, you got to be in the mood. In the mood for it, yeah, <laughs> and kind of in that that uh, that. Like I said, I haven't seen that either, and I really want to see that. So yeah. that may, um, the one that's kind of in that same vein. That's coming out. That's got actually some big names in it. Yeah, it's called The Unholy. It's got uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan, uh-huh. uh, Carrie Ellis, and William Sadler. Mm-hmm. Which, if you don't remember, the best known actor is Death from the Bill and Ted. Movies. Oh, I know him. I know. Oh, you I know, know him. him. I know you know him. But some people wouldn't. Um, 
But that looks really good. You said Carrie Elways is in it? Yes. Oh, cool. He's great. He's great. Yeah. He's so. been in a lot of things lately. Uh, I, I've always Well, and, and the whole concept is like, um, you've heard the stories of like the the blood crying statues of Mary. Of course. Well, it's like something in, in regards to that and like this whole cult starts around this church of, you know, they're, they're more with Mary and this statue right. and stuff. And it was, there's like a line in the trailer that says when God, um, what is it? When God sets a temple, the, the devil sets up next door. Oh, it's kind of, I don't yeah. remember that line. I yeah. watched it really. Yeah. I it was that. So, I, something in that regard next door. Yeah. Okay. It was kind of, so it's kind of, uh, I saw the trailer. Right. I don't. I don't remember that line for whatever reason, but it was a priest was telling a somebody night. about it. I remember the, yeah. there's like a lady with weird fingers. Yes, that was interesting. Right. It, it, to me, it it had the vibe of they were trying to go for a sort of um, hereditary or like a twenty four vibe, but also they were trying to go for a um, conjuring style thing at the same time. The way it, it looked shot, like a mashup. The really. way it shot, it really kind of looks like that. Well, and I got that vibe from the effects too like right. on the creature effects and I it felt like a Conjuring Universe thing it, it really felt like a combination of a bunch of I yeah. got a little bit of like the Omen vibes in it yeah you know and then like you said with the Conjuring and then mm. a little bit of that Hereditary then they tried that with the music too right I, I, I wonder if that will work because it seems like you gotta either go full Hereditary or full like fun Conjuring world right I don't know if you can go you know, take half of each and stick it together and it works. We'll find out. Well, yeah, I was going to say, because that's what uh, we'll definitely watch. Now, he, so. Jeffrey Dean Morgan was in that movie. The, is it called The Possession? Yeah. Um, I think so. It's, it's about the Dybbuk. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also produced by Sam Raimi and Ghost House. Yes. Uh, who directed this? Do you know? Uh, I don't know off the top of my head. I forgot to oh, write whatever. that down. But No big deal. I know. Uh, interesting, though. I, I That's like the kind of movie I will always go see right. or, or rent. I, and I know most of the time they're not going to fully pay off, but I just love those those kinds of supernatural movies. And the for two seconds I was reminded of there's this movie called The Borderlands. I think they changed the name to Final Prayer, but it was like a found footage movie where there was this um, miracle that happened in a church and it was caught on tape and they had to dispatch someone from the Catholic Church to go to check out to see whether or not this was fabricated or, right. or what the deal was. And it what you mentioned it kind of sounds like it just remind, reminded me of that uh which i thought that was a pretty decent found footage movie right. in general they're they're not always great yeah but i thought that one was pretty good so in the meantime people should check that movie out okay evan i'm gonna butcher this last name okay salopopolis let me see it <laughs> salopopolis uh oh my god what does that say <laughs> evan's Spiliotopolis. Spili- Spiliotopolis. <laughs> I'm going to say Spiliotopolis. Spilio- but is it Toptopolis? Spiliotopolis. I'm going to say Spiliotopolis. I'm thinking Greek. <laughs> you think? Okay. Well, I we definitely got that name wrong. Right. Oh, yeah. Has he directed anything else? Uh, let's see. Good God. I should be talking. Not, I know you should be talking I should at this be point. Doing a little but... bit of that, but I'm just not. You got an empty paper towel roll here. Chris. I know. You should throw that away. Apparently, he's been 
This is his first time directing, but he's written on 25 other movies. Oh, okay. Directorial uh, oh, debut. Actually, he is writing Snake Eyes, the G.I. Joe movie. Oh, that's fun. Um, apparently, the, did the screenplay to Beauty and the Beast. The live-action Beauty and the, the Beast? The live-action Beauty and the Beast. The okay. Huntsman Winter War. Um... I'm kind of curious because of the fact that his filmography, there's a lot of kids' movies in this. Right. I mean, a lot. Like you're worried that because he's because he's written for children so much, he'll he's forgotten how to no (laughs) entertain adults. I mean, he's moved into like you know the screenplay for Hercules, the one with the Rock in it. You know, Charlie's Angels. You know, and he's doing the Snake Eyes thing, but I mean. He's written and did screenplays for Tinkerbell in the, in the Lost Treasure. I thought you were going to say Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, like a bunch of Disney movie stuff. And like the sequel, like the, the straight to video sequels. Yeah. Yeah. So, so I'm kind of curious. Interesting. And this is well, his directorial debut. It's obvious then that he knows how to write. Uh, let's see if he knows how to direct. Yeah. I guess we'll find out. If Raimi's got confidence in him, I want to give him a chance. Right. It hasn't always worked out that way. <coughs> Boogeyman. But uh, sometimes there might be some good in there. Right. So, okay. Cool. So well, was, there was something else. There was another movie. Well, we, we definitely... I know a lot of people have seen it. It's already been out. But the Nicolas Cage movie... Willie's Wonderland. Willie's Wonderland. I will see it soon. We will talk about that I know I'm going to love it. Yes. You see there... Uh, I keep seeing rumors of they're trying to get Cage and Travolta back for Face Off 2. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> Okay. Face off to the facelift. <laughs> they just get their normal faces back, right? I mean, I don't know. Just pull, you know, like make a big fat Greek wedding. Pull my neck. I want to put my face on. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I the last time I tried to watch that movie, I had a very high fever, <laughs> and I could, a little fever dreams it, when you were. Watching. It was I. I had to turn it off. I was like thirty minutes in, and I was like, I cannot handle <laughs> the the uh, this movie. <laughs> It was freaking me out. It was very bad. That's funny. Not, I love the movie. It's crazy, but right. I could not. My I could not handle it. <laughs> I couldn't handle it. You were questioning your own sanity. I was questioning it all, Chris. Ah, <laughs> uh, then another one that we and I showed you the trailer for this the other day. It's called Bloody Hell. Bloody Hell, Ron. It looks so just out there. That looks pretty fun. And it looks fun. I yeah. mean, it's a fun one, then it, it just... He's... Wow. The, the plot is something to do with there's the guy who talks to himself, and he's done bad things in the past, and then he goes to... Is it Finland? Finland, yeah. And he's trying to start a new life or something, yeah. and ends up in the wrong place. With some psycho family. Yeah. It's got him tied up. Yeah. I love the... the they showed in the trailer the scene of, like, the... She looked like maybe 10 at the most with the lunchbox. Oh. And she pulls out, like, torture device... Yeah, yeah. <laughs> ...out of the lunchbox. So, it, that looks like a crazy... It has the vibe of that movie... What was that... Why can't I think of it? That movie where it was Mads Mikkelsen and he was a hitman. Did you watch that movie? Yes. What um, was that movie called? Come on. Come on. You got this. <sighs> You got this. You're killing me, Smalls. Come You're on. killing me. Come on. What was it? He had the eye patch? Yes. It has Johnny Knoxville. For I know. Seconds. I can see the movie in my plane in my head. I, I, God, I can't think of it. Well, rewind to the when you clicked on it. What what does it say? <laughs> I didn't see the title credits. Oh. 
Well, anyway, people know. People right. are screaming at their. I know. How are they listening to this? Their yeah. phones, I guess. Well, anyway, it had a. It seemed to have a bit of a fun, like a playful vibe, like that. Right. So we'll see. But that looks fun. I'll check that out too. Yeah. That'll definitely be one we have to. And you showed me some trailers for some like samurai movies. Oh yeah. A couple of them that I, it just looks great. Which, by the way, I brought you back your. Did I hand it to you already? Yeah, I brought you back your Ghost of Tsushima. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. I had to publicly say something <laughs> in case you try to say that I stole it. This has been a problem. I, I know where you live. <laughs> So your daughter likes me. She'll let me in. She does. Speaking of her, she made. I got up this morning and she's like, "Hey, uh, shut your eyes for a second. I'm gonna come out." And I'm like, "What's <laughs> going on? What's she doing?" And she's like, "All right, open them." And she's she's got for Christmas. She got a magician kit. Okay. And she loves it. And it came with like a black cloak. Okay. So she took that black cloak and she made a little patch. And and taped it on there with a bunch of tape, like scotch tape. <laughs> and it's she drew the little Gryffindor sign. Oh, that's awesome. And so she's like, Well, I'm a Gryffindor. <laughs> this is the common room now. So if you see any Slytherins, let me know. That's funny. She's running around in the yard with a with her homemade it it looks pretty good, except it's just taped on with a bunch of tape. <laughs> so but I thought that was very that's cute. That's awesome. And she's like, I'm creative. <laughs> That sounds like Zora. And in other Zora news, <laughs> yeah. I got to tell you this: okay. we showed her, we showed her Salem's Lot. Oh yeah. And the first half of the movie is a bunch of setup, and like I think she thought it was cool. She liked the the vampire kid in the window, but I think the second half of the movie is where really all the action is. And I thought she might be scared of Mister Barlow, the vampire guy, because he is because he's very creepy. Yeah. But what scared her the most was James Mason. <laughs> 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 Driving around in his car, she like to the point where like we look for we took a walk after and she's like, was that that guy driving around, <laughs> Mr. Straker? And she's she like I'll hear her at night like when she's in bed like she'll play with toys or whatever right. and I'll be like hey go to bed you don't have to go to sleep yet but like you're in your room and then it's time for bed right. and I'll hear her playing you know and she's like I would like my suits back in two days. <laughs> Mr. S- uh, Mr. Barlow would be here, the master. I heard her playing with action figures. I swear to God. And she goes, face the master. Pull down your cross, holy man, shaman. I couldn't believe it. She she loved it. Oh, my God. That's hilarious. She's worried she's going to see that car driving around. I, I thought that say. was really cute. That she, that was what she was. That was the thing that she was scared the most She of. thought that Mr. Barlow was cool. But Mr. Straker <laughs> is weird and scary. Right, right. <sighs> so James Mason all day for me. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I saw James Mason in some like uh, some uh, Charles Bronson movie where he's like shocker on that one. Yeah, it kind of is. I mean, I, I think of James Mason as like a more as like a uh, fancier in some reason for some reason like fancier than <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. But like pre Star Wars, Alan Guinness, right? Well, that's how I feel about him, yeah, right? A little bit, but then like he's been in some whatever. What I'm saying is, I, I really like James Mason. <laughs> so, but that that is hysterical. That that's that's what, what she latched onto. She, was on to. Of, she yeah. wasn't scared really of the vampire kid. She wasn't scared of the lady in the morgue that stands up. Right. She wasn't scared of Mister Barlow. Any of that stuff. She she was very concerned about James Mason, <laughs> <laughs> the stodgy British driver. Yes. <laughs> and, and yeah, it's like don't take her to England. No, I won't. So, <laughs> She'll be like, there he is. There he is. I can't yeah. get away. <laughs> There's a scene when he's like, uh, 
the 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 sheriff is like, well, do you have a black suit? Because they found some fabric and they right. think it's his suit. And he's like, I have two black suits. Do you want me to bring them in or whatever he says? <laughs> and Zoro goes, what if he has a third black suit that he's just not mentioning? <laughs> <laughs> they just trust him that he only has two. And I'm like, you're you're a genius. There you go. That's right. <laughs> so that is his Salem's lot. Love it. Love it. I got to tell you what else I've been doing. Really what quick. else have you been I, doing? We've been stuck in this. Me telling you things. That's all right. That's all right. Uh, I I've had a couple extra days off. Work. I was saying you've had several extra days. Um, off, so a lot of days off, extra yeah. days, which has been beautiful. Right. And um, so I played Bioshock. Uh huh. Bio. Well, I start. I did it backwards. I started right. with Bioshock Two. Okay. I just had this weird urge to play it. I played it. I had a great time with it. And then I played Bioshock One. Mm-hmm. Played it. I had a really great time with it. Right. And now I'm starting Dishonored, but. Have you played much Bioshock? I've played one and two. I haven't played three. Okay. Yeah, Infinite but, is also worth your time. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. It's been a while. Them. They it's don't make them like that anymore. No, no, <laughs> they really don't. No. Uh, Bioshock 2 was a lot of fun. I've, I I think it went up in my... If I had to give it a rating, I'd right. say that rating went up. Um, story-wise, in a lot of ways, it's inferior to Bioshock 1. Right. But... It, I think that's mainly due to the fact that they had less time and they had all these boxes they had to tick and they had right. to figure out how to do that to to make it match with Bioshock 1 in some right. ways. But so you, in that way they focused on certain aspects of Bioshock 1 and really magnified those. Right. But then other aspects of Bioshock 1 in my opinion kind of got forgotten and left behind. But they take what they really focused on was gameplay. Right. So for Bioshock 2 it's all about unlocking these gene tonics I, and mm-hmm. i feel like the first time i played it i didn't do that as much right but like if you do these gatherings with the little sisters you can unlock so much atom right that you don't know what to do with all of it i mean you really you won't use it all by the end right. i didn't i didn't need it but unlocking these gene tonics and crafting your character the way you want to make them and being right. good at what you want to do in the game yeah is so much fun chris it's so much fun um, I'll have to revisit that because it's been forever. Well, and so, in the second yeah. one, it's all expanded in the gameplay department. Right. Plus, you can use your both your hands at once for weapons and for plasmids. Right. In the first one, it's like you have to make a decision. I was saying you have to do plasmid. one or the other. Yeah. yeah. And there are only like four or five gene tonic slots you can use at once. But in the second game, it's like you have you can do like 12 or something. Right. It's awesome. <laughs> but the story and the narrative of the first one are above and beyond. Right. Uh, for sure, the second one. And, and and even like the environmental design, it's almost like they probably just had more time on Bioshock One, and right. they just they nail they they really get a sense of place mm-hmm. in the first one, and they have to, and that's the other thing they have to introduce Rapture to you, right, and, and give you a sense of it. Well, well it's they, almost they giving the to, backstory. Yeah, yeah, it's almost the backstory of Rapture. Yeah, so and two is just kind of in a Bioshock Two. They know that you've been there, done that, right? So they don't spend as much time making Rapture feel grand. Which I think is a mistake because that's a big part of why the world is so good in the first one. Right. So Now that's kind of what they improved on in 3, right? The story and three, the build of the... They went way further the, into the narrative for right. 3. Which I think, uh, it's amazing. There's so much stuff. There's so many little things to find and, and hear and do. Right. And the story is crafted much more... There's way more attention to the story. Right. It's It's... Very important in the first game, but in Infinite, they they go all out on 
really giving you a full Well, and that's narrative. one of the things. I've always wanted to play it. I just never have gotten, you know, something else has yeah. come up that I've, you know, wanted to really play. Like, you know, I'm still... I, I, I'm pretty much done with all of Assassin's Creed Valhalla because I've, yeah. I've maxed out everything and, you know, and all you I'm doing now... Bit, right? Yeah, and I enjoy... Hell, I have almost like 280 hours gameplay in it. A few hours. Yeah, a few. Um, <laughs> um, all I'm doing now is raiding. You know, I've gotten all the armor, all the weapons, you know, pretty much everything on. So, I mean, at this point, I'm, I'm kind of leveling off. So, I'm going to start something new. So, any ideas where you're going to go? Where you're going to start? Well, I mean, I've got to wait for the games that I want. Deathloop is one. I'm so excited for Deathloop. Um, you know, Resident Evil Village. I'm yes. excited for. Yes, pretty soon. That's in May. Yeah, so that'll pre- probably be my next one. Is is Resident Evil? Did you so, play the demo? I can't remember. Yes, man, I loved it. Oh, we talked about. Yeah, it, we, we we did talk about, about it. it. Like I said, the only thing I wish there was, you, I wish you would have gotten one fight. That's I mean, just a. No, I'm glad we didn't. Ah, uh, I well, mean, just something, even if it's minor. I mean, there was a quote unquote fight. Well, but you, you couldn't do anything. Yeah, you couldn't do anything. <laughs> it's kind of like an oh shit moment, right? Um, yes, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know that was the only thing. But I mean, visually stunning, incredible. I mean, the just, amount of detail just in that one room with all the carvings, right? I couldn't believe it. Couldn't believe it. Yeah, and that and and the and that grand room, the staircases, and that uh, environment just gave me the willies. I love it. I know it, it was really good. So I'm excited for that one. Um, I mean, there's some stuff that I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll definitely play when that comes out. But, I mean, really, those two right now are my biggest two. Sure. Resident Evil's top of the list for yeah. me, for sure. Yeah. Deathloop is right. Yeah. is a, a 1B. Well, I'm playing Dishonored right now. Like, right. You know, and which is like a direct uh, ancestor of Deathloop. Right. And I'm really loving Dishonored. But it's just a... Until Deathloop comes out, really. Right. Or Resident right. Evil, or whichever one's first. I don't know. But, yeah, yeah those are gonna be good those were yeah like i said so those are kind of you know and we really haven't gotten a ton of like i mean we get little bits and pieces of stuff but nothing really that's knocked my socks off on other Everybody's than those playing, two uh valheim right now which is on pc uh-huh. it's like a i don't want to say minecraft because it doesn't look anything like minecraft right. but it does have a sort of a retro look to it kind of but it's a 3d it? retro it's okay. not 2d it's not pixel or anything right um but it is sort of pixelated if that makes sense um it it looks good right like i think it does look beautiful it's and it's like um it's like a viking survival game basically right. but it does have things like trolls and you know okay. uh, mystical some creatures some, and yeah. things but you can also build a house and farm things and go on your boat and go sailing okay. and it's it's really cool. I haven't played it yet, but I, I I hope it comes to console because I I just I don't do a lot of PC anymore. I have a decent gaming PC, but I just find myself in the living room. The PC's in the bedroom, right? And I'm just usually out there on the couch. Well, I mean, let's be honest. There's a ton of independent games that you can play that are on the consoles that are you know really can occupy your time and it's sure. PC quality. there's more than enough to do on playstation yeah. right now yeah so sure. i mean when i grabbed the uh switch version of apex legends and it's oh, you didn't very sad very it's sad very sad i guess if it's all you had you deal with uh, yeah. it but yeah boy is it i hope they can fix it 
It, it, I Maybe. Mean, the fact that it's running on a Switch is pretty cool. Right. But you can definitely tell it's uh, on the Switch. So. so, but there's no cross-platform on there Apex. is no oh, there is there is on yeah, Apex. Yeah, yeah. But I would okay, turn I that remember. off if you're on Switch because you're gonna get <laughs> destroyed. I was gonna say I'm like, mm. yeah, it looks very fuzzy and blurry. And right. Performance like the menus are stuttering and the the models look okay. <laughs> it still has the lighting and the shadows and you know it. it I would almost want to see like being a person on a regular console against someone. Yeah. With the Switch, just to see how. Yeah. What kind of difference? It's like playing Apex without your glasses on. That's what it's like on the Switch. <laughs> and your Velma? And it's yeah, and it's a little slow. Yeah. Yeah, and your Velma. So but I don't know. Speaking of uh places that are beautiful and kind of scary, uh last weekend uh went to a cheer competition oh, for yes. my daughter. Tell me about this. Okay. Um we stayed in Kansas City. Um well the first hotel we stayed at was scary, but not for any paranormal reasons. It was scary for health reasons. It was scary for health reasons. Uh, ceiling falling in and, and, you know. So always when you're looking, don't always go by the pictures you see on the internet. Yes. D- delve a little deeper. If you can, yes. If you can. Um, anyway, we left there and went to the President Hotel in downtown Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Well, that apparently the President Hotel has a little bit of a history. Uh, apparently in 1935, there was a murder in room 1046. Oh. Um, the story goes that, you know, this guy was kind of, he was a budding professional wrestler. Whoa. Yeah. And in the 40s? In, in, the, in the 30s. Oh, 30s. Yeah. Okay. yeah, there you go. Um, anyway... And he was kind of odd, and he would sit in his room a lot of times with no lights on. And, you know, back then there were, How do people you know, know that? bellhops and, well, because there were bellhops that would, you know, in main service and stuff like that that would come to your rooms. So you, you know, it's kind of not like, you know, because it was a little bit more of a full service, you know, the way they were back then than, than you know, modern day. Um, well, and it had been about a week. You know, and there had been some some odd things happening with the guy, you know, some people that would go in, you know, and come and go in the hotel. And, well, at one one near the time, near the end of his stay, um, they hadn't been able to, the maid hadn't been able to get a hold of him about changing towels and doing the the bedding and stuff like that. So Bellhop went in and he was on the bed with no clothes on. But the lights were all off, and the phone was off the hook. Mm-hmm. So he thought the guy was sleeping, put the phone back on the hook, left the room, locked it, you know, because, um, you know, the guy, the bellhop knocked and everything before he unlocked the room. Um, you didn't think it was, this was odd? It, and it just, you know, also, the guy, it, the you, guy was odd to begin hang with, on. You know, apparently. If you go into a hotel room, and you're an employee, and there's a naked person on a bed, are you going to continue into the room? To hang up the phone? Well, I mean, no, I, I don't, turn the, it wasn't like right by the bed. Okay. So it All was, right. you know, it was with, you know, like in the separate room, you know, because the way some of the rooms are, it's kind of like L-shaped All sort right. of. All right. So it's not like you can peek around the corner, but the phone was like the right. the phone being like right by the bed. Yeah. Yeah. And back then it wasn't. Okay. Um. 
Well, they made service try again, and no answer or anything else the next day. And the bellhop came in, and the phone was off the hook again. But he was still And, and the nature. guy was still laying almost in the same position that, well, not almost, but in the same position that he was to begin with. This is weird. So he turns the lights on, and the guy is dead, you know, shot in the head, no gun to be found, phone was off the hook again. Okay. Come to last weekend. Well, all the time between then, and, well, and this murder had been on several unsolved mysteries because they never found out who you did think it. Robert Stack talked about this? Uh, yeah, I think so. Um, Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, in between then and la- the last weekend, um, there had been several instances of odd things happening. Nothing really major. No Stanley Ho- Hotel-esque things, but just, stu- you know, hearing voices, footsteps, you know, phones going off the hook. Well, we we stayed a couple floors below, but like in the same, like almost directly below. Uh-huh. And we, we, we stayed there, and in the middle of the night, like... 4.30 in the morning. Now, the phone is not within arm's reach of us. Okay. Either side. Well, 4.30 in the morning, the phone is off the hook and doing that sound, you know, when it's been off the hook for a long time. So, yeah. So, the phone came off the hook. So, the phone was off the hook, and it's not one that would slide off. I mean, literally had to be really taken off. Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah, I always kind of. It was kind of odd. I never, I didn't tell my wife and daughter anything about the story of the hotel until after oh. we were already gone. So, but I mean, it was gorgeous. It, it reminded me, honestly, when I showed you the pictures of it, a lot, the way the setup was on Village. Oh, oh it was right. like the couches and the piano and stuff uh-huh. in kind of the middle. And chandelier. And the, a chandelier and the, the upper. The pictures are beautiful. Yeah. So, I mean, and it's definitely that turn of the century you know, tw- had a lot of that 20s, you know, furniture and architecture in it. Yeah. And it was really neat. Speaking but... of the Stanley, did you hear about who's going there? I know. And what room he's staying in. Yes. He also got another night booked. I, I know, heard. in a different room, yeah. Yes, in a different room. But uh, our previous guest, Dylan, from the last episode. Yes. Our good friend. Author he, uh, of the Nightgate Journal. Author of the Nightgate and performer and whatever. That's, yeah. He's the Nightgate guy. Uh, best friends with Mike Flanagan now, apparently. <laughs> so, congrats, buddy. Yes, that's awesome. Now, I, I I did give him a little advice. I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. Don't drink with the bartender by yourself, right? And don't lock your keys in your bedroom. Yes, this is a good opportunity to plug that Twitter. If you follow <laughs> us on Twitter, you'll see all these things. Yes. Um. Geek, what at Geek Sinks on Twitter? Right, right, right. I don't know anything about Twitter. I do Twitter all the time. What am I talking about? I was gonna say I'm a liar. <laughs> liar, liar. Yes. Anyway, Princess Bride reference. Yes, I know. <laughs> Where are we? What are we doing? I, 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 yeah. What's the next thing here? Um. Well, we we did finish Wandavision. Yeah, we can talk about that really. Okay. Quick. I want to get one thing. They had some new uh, previews for next week. For Falcon Winter Soldier, yeah. I'm starting to really like this more and more. It looks, I mean, it, it 
It's pro- it's like a superhero buddy cop movie. That's the vibe I'm getting. Of like the 80s. Mm-hmm. I hope I, it's like that. I loved the whole like speech he gave, or the whole monologue he gave about, well, it's the big three. Did yeah. you see that whole thing? I'm looking forward to this. Uh, I, I, I hope they lean into that buddy comedy aspect yeah. of it. That will be really fun. Every pre- preview that I've seen, it's they're leaning pretty hard into that. And yeah. I, hope, I hope they stay with that. After the, uh, honestly sort of surprising to me uh, sort of heaviness of the last two episodes of WandaVision I think a little bit of light fun mm-hmm. some explosions might be right. a good might be a good next thing yeah you know so but let's talk WandaVision okay as a whole and we will be, we will be spoiling it so yes. if you haven't finished yet uh, skip ahead why haven't you it's been out for two weeks now yeah well people are busy I guess I've been told Come people on. have things to do I don't know so uh, well, overall, what are your thoughts? I liked it a lot. Yeah. I, I liked the concept. Um, I knew some. I knew some people weren't going to like it because it's not your stereotypical Marvel, pro, Marvel, you know, cinematic universe product. Yeah. But I liked that a lot. I, I liked the concept, and it built up. It really had a ramp up to the last episode. Yeah. I mean, the last two. I would say. I mean, really, that last two, that was the Wanda movie. Yeah, I mean honestly. Yeah. So I think that's a good point that it's it's a story that we probably wouldn't have gotten if they were only doing movies. Right. They just wouldn't have made this movie. No. I just I just don't think they could have marketed it and sold it. Like, what is this? You know what I mean? Right. But because it's on TV and it's a little cheaper. Uh, well, and I, I like the fact that that's what they're kind of shooting for the Disney Plus. Yeah. Because how many side comics have we loved characters from? Well, right. And right. You can do this in the comics easily. Right. Oh, yeah. We're going to do a special uh, eight run, you know, eight, 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 eight issue run of whatever the thing is. Hawkeye, Moon Knight. Right. You know, somebody you wouldn't normally, it's not a. Right. Doing one specific <clears throat> thing. Well, right. now we can have that in show form. Right. And I think it will slip perfectly into the MCU. Yes. And so far, so good. Right. And I think it will. And the way this is set up to through the end sets up the next movie. Mm-hmm. Actually, the next two movies that are, are going to be kind of in regards to this. Yes. And I'm still sticking with my, my prediction that Doctor Strange, is that's when we're going to bring the mutants in. Yes. Because I know I've seen, there's been tons of fan theory that was playing with, like, who's going to be in WandaVision? Who's this? Yeah. You know, Fantastic Four is going to show up. No, yeah. they're going to be played out. It's going to, I mean, that kind of event is a world-shattering event or, or world-making event. Right. So that's something that you would have to do on a big screen level. Yeah, I think so. If you're introducing mutants, yeah. But this is putting, like, tons of little seeds waiting for that, you know, that sprout to come up. And I think, you know, we're going to start getting that, that, half-grown sprout come Spider-Man. Yeah. You know, because that's where the multiverse is really going to... We think so. ...kind of kind of play out. Everything I've seen makes it seem like it's going to be Spider-Verse the Starting, movie. Starting, yeah. So, and then once Doctor Strange hits, which is going to be early next year... You just did a Doctor Strange hand motion. I, I didn't even... You didn't even do that on purpose. You just did like a spell. <laughs> yeah. Are you the Sorcerer so. Supreme? <laughs> no comment. I do have a goatee. Sorcerer so. Supreme, no lettuce? No lettuce. <laughs> Extra pickle. <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah, I, I mean, I'm still calling my shot on that one. I, you know, and then there's been, you know, there's rumors that they're they're one of those unnamed projects is the mutants, the mutants. Which I saw somebody share like what would been like the um like the logo for it. I saw that too. That is the comic book New Mutants just with the new moth. Yeah. I'm like, come on. That's not what it's going to be. If you could do, and I know we may cover this in a future episode, but if you could do, I'm going to narrow it down for you a little bit. Okay. If you could do the new X-Men movie, Uh it is specifically X-Men the movie. Right. What do you do with it? Because I have an idea for mine. I'll tell you what mine is. Okay. I would do 80s period piece. Uh, period piece. 80s, you know what I mean. In the 80s, set in the 80s. You know what I'm saying. Uh, it just seems like the 80s aren't far enough away for it to be a period piece. <laughs> I was going to say. You know say. what I mean. Set it in the 80s. I know Wonder Woman just did this, but I think it works so well with the X-Men in general. With the OG X-Men. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, just uh, Beast, Before the Fur. Yes. You know, Angel, Iceman, exactly. Marvel Girl, not Phoenix. Right, right, right. Marvel Girl and Cyclops. Yes. That would be really cool. I would love that. Like fighting in malls and stuff. Like I know that I complained about Wonder Woman doing this, but when I think of X Men, particularly Especially that that early X Men, that's what I mean Yes. It's the costume from Sentinels. the end of it's the costume from the end of uh um first class. Yes. You know, Magneto's costume from the end of first class. Mm-hmm. It's the you know Exactly right. So I think that's what I would do. I would lean into the 80s, lots of synth in the score. Uh, it would be, I don't know, I think that could be really fun. Uh, and I, Like, I want to see Sentinels. I want to see, uh, I want the X-Men stuff. Well, you would almost have to, to jump with the Sentinels, you'd almost have to do it 90s. I really think you would have to do the mall, the early nineties. Okay, fine. The mall, fine, you know, the, the Jubilee, the Dazzler. Yes, yes, yes. That's really what I want. Yeah. So, okay, we'll put it in the night. We'll put mine in the night. Okay. But it's still sort of a little eighties, right? That that precipice. It's like that right before eighty-seven to ninety-one kind yeah, of era. Yeah, right before grunge. Yeah, yeah. Um, honestly, I I would almost have it to where you had, and I wouldn't even say Professor Xavier. And, and I've said this before. I would almost have Wolverine. Because he lived so long, mm-hmm. kind of like Nick Fury was at the beginning of the the Avengers build-up, you get him a little bit at the end here and a little bit at the end here. Yeah. You know? Interesting. Th- that way you can kind of piece, hey, these mutants have been in the background all this time. Yeah. So, I mean, that that's kind of how I would almost kind of introduce. And then you would have that big Avengers moment. You know, it's and, hard and then because on already... the Avengers moment, I wouldn't even have you know for the X Men that Avengers yeah. first Avengers movie type X Men. I wouldn't even have Wolverine as like the main character until him like walking through the doors at the end. Yeah, I know people want Wolverine, but yeah, he deserves a entrance like that for sure. That's what I mean. But so I would love to. Uh, the thing is, is I would love a Hulk movie, and that's how Wolverine is totally introduced. That would be fun. I would love to see that. A Wolverine and Hulk road movie? No. <laughs> Old Man Logan again? No, no. Uh, no, Wendigo? Yeah, there you go. 
Hulk. What if? How do we deal with? Is it just going to be a dimensional thing, or like how do we deal with the fact that mutants have have always been here? I and, think, but it, the Avengers have never touched yeah, on that. I, it's just going to have to be. Oh, just time a, was changed. Is I it mean, be that, you know, like I I think that they're going to have to play the snap involved in it. Hmm. I mean, you've already gotten once the energy. Released all over the world with the snaps. Right. So, but are we, does that mean we're going to have to move the whole mutants timeline forward a lot? I mean, I don't really care. That's fine. I'm just trying to figure out how it's going to happen. I honestly think we will. I mean, that's, that, that's the only logical way, either multiverse, which I mean, they're playing that in, sure. you know, and have that, um, what is it? The, uh, the DC, uh, you know, where the all Snyder the timelines... No, no, no. God, no. Uh, where all the timelines combined... Oh, um, Flashpoint? No. Uh, no. What is it called? Uh, they just had it. I know. God. Uh, Crisis on Infinite Earths. Yes. Flashpoint. Yeah, I know. Whatever. That has some similar things. Crisis on Infinite Earths, yes. I, I, I would rather see a Flashpoint movie, a good Flashpoint movie, than a, a Snyder Cut. Just as oh, for sure. Anyway... I think that's what's going to have to happen. Some tearing of the fabric of the universes and the restructuring, and that's, yeah. you know. I think they played a little bit into that with Monica Rambeau yes. in the Wanda. Uh-huh. You know, I that just, her hex powers altered her DNA. Right, they say that, yeah. So, I mean, that's that's a definite Easter egg throwing it. Right there. But the thing I just... We've got these... like It's like the Avengers are like the number one big thing. and then Movie-wise, yeah. Well, but I mean like in this world, it's like, oh, now there's X-Men. How... Are the X-Men going to be underpowered? Is it going to be that they are just this extra small side thing? Or are they going to be teaming up with Avengers, doing Avengers things? Well, or? and that's, that's the thing. I mean, you know, if you look back, how many... Uh, X-Men were on the Avengers for a little while. That's what I mean. You know, and the thing is, is there's like Captain America actually fought with Wolverine at one point in the comics uh-huh. in World War Two. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, it's kind of like, okay, well, were these people always kind of there? Yeah, how do you do and, that? And I mean, that's, that's, that's going to be the biggest play is, and like I said, I think... I think it's going to be more of a rarity than to, it to like be a mutant, you mean? to be a mutant. But with all the 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 world changing events that have happened within the last ten years, maybe it all it all ramps you know up amp- or something. well, like I said, it, it amplifies. Right. Look at you know Monica Rambeau went Wanda through that Vision, three yeah. times, and then now she's Pulsar. Yeah. You know, basically. Right. I mean, right. let's be well, honest. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So okay, you had the Infinity Snap, the one that uh, you know. That uh, Bruce did, yeah, and then you've had you know some. I I, I still say, Wanda is going to do something and spread that. Well, she's full on Scarlet Witch now. She she is full. And by the way, I love the design of the costume. It's perfect. It made it more realistic. It's perfect. To you know, but holds a lot of the old it shape. Perfect. Yeah, I th- you couldn't have done it better for live action. No. in my opinion. No. So. 
and I liked. I really enjoyed when Wandavision went to the witch stuff. Yeah, I was. I I, I was just like, yeah, this feels. I like this. I I thought maybe we'd go to some of this, but right. I didn't know to what extent, and I I didn't think we'd get so much of it. I was really excited. The not the last episode, but the episode before last, when she you know went down to the basement. Yeah, and then the whole. Well, I you know, love how that plays back. Right. In the end, when you see all those runes right. on the big walls. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, yeah. whoa, she learned her lesson. Yeah. So, and I mean, you know, and then you had a nod to Doctor Strange in that at the very, you know, the second uh, credit scene. Yep. You know, that instead of the, I can't remember what the Book of Light is. Yeah. That Doctor Strange was, you know, learning from, but she has the dark hold. Yeah, exactly. So it's like, right. okay, and then and that's the one thing that I've I've always liked about Marvel that they've done so much better than DC is they've connected all their properties. Yeah. I mean, Darkhold had a big part in uh, Agents of Shield. Oh, did it? Yeah. Oh, I didn't really watch. I when, get into the when show. When Ghost Rider was on. Okay. That, I I watched clips, but I never I wasn't the, watching the, the show. Ronnie Reigns. Yeah. Ghost Rider, the Darkhold had played a big part in that. That's cool. You know, so and it's the exact same design, you know, in that That's as cool. they used, you know. So and then you've gotten, you've had like Asgardians on, you know, that were in the movies. Sif was in Agents of Shield for an episode. That's really cool. You know, the very first episode. I guess I should watch that. Dumb Sam show. Jackson was in it. Yeah. You know, I watched the first couple episodes, but the effects weren't great, and I just, I really lost interest quick. It. You had to take the show with a grain of salt. I like Coulson. I mean... He's fun. ming Not Wen and, and Clark Gregg were probably the two best yeah. on there. I'm sure, yeah. Um, what's her name? Uh, the girl that played Quake. Um, I played Quake in the 90s on PC. No. Oh, I'm good at it. Quake 2? The, the, the inhuman Quake. <laughs> Quake Champions? Quake... Uh, what was the one for PS3? Quake Roads. Okay. <laughs> All right. Anyway, she wasn't bad either, and she could possibly show up more. Um, Sword was introduced to a degree in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah, I didn't know that either. So, yeah, I mean, you know, and then, like, with WandaVision, you know, how many things do we see? Easter eggs from different things well, back Can we and talk forth. about White Vision? Oh, my God. It was cool to see That White was Vision. awesome. The first time I ever saw Vision was when they were doing White Vision. Right. And uh, so for me, I've always been like, well, I like the white. Like, that's hey, that's how he is in the Avengers arcade game. He's right. White Vision. Right. Uh, I like that version of him. He looks cool. Yeah. I wish there was, like, a bunch of different color ones. Like, I, I don't know why, but I'm thinking of, like, all the Yoshis from Mario. It's like, <laughs> you can get a purple Yoshi. A pink one. Yeah. I want all yeah. the different color visions. No, and that was, and it was really cool the way they introduced him. And how he, so you know he's gonna be back. He should come back with, with some white like, vision, uh, some like Guy Fieri, like badass flames. <laughs> he's like a hot rod guy on his arms, little yes. flames. He's all tatted up. <laughs> he, went, awesome. he went and saw Tony Stark and got some hot rod red thrown yeah, on there. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, I forgot. Tony's dead. Oh snap! Uh, literally. <laughs> That's why I said it. <laughs> But, uh, no, I mean, it's set up for a ton of other things. I didn't expect so much, uh, like, heart. 
I didn't expect so much. Uh, yeah, the really two stuff. episodes, the last two, last three, really. Yeah, that. But I, I didn't think I wanted that. But then when it was over, I was like, I, I totally, I get this. Yeah, and it was pretty grim when she's it, like, oh, I got to put the kids to bed because they're gonna die. Yeah. Apparently they're still alive somehow. I don't know. I think it's that extra dim- that alt- other dimension. It must be because also she says she's to. Uh, to Agnes, she's like, "Oh, you're gonna stay here," but then it all goes back to normal. So then, like, what happened to Agnes? Is she just bumbling around this town? Or yeah. Is she in some other universe? Like no, some she's other just. No, that was she was just. She forgot who she was. Uh, she yeah. made her forget who she was. So she's just. She'll be back. She, oh yeah, I mean, you, you can almost see it. It's Marvel. Yeah. She'll be back. But yeah, she basically, was, she's about modern day. Hunt. She's in Westview, New Jersey. Right. She's just the nosy neighbor. That's now, right. Modern day, you know, right. twenty twenty one. Catherine Hahn was the best. She was awesome in it, wasn't she's she? She's very good. And do you not want to see a Jimmy Woo, uh, Darcy show? I like him more than her. I I they reminded me a lot of the play of the the. Uh, Oh, um, the lone gunman from uh, from uh, X Files. Yeah, no, I know. I, I, I was gonna say. I'm like, X-Files. you keep looking at me they like could yes, do, I know. I wanted you to be able to say it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. They could do a cool like X Files style show. That would be really fun, right? A little comedy, a little uh, sci-fi, scary stuff, right? A little, uh, you know, well, mysteries. And, and they're both going to be back on stuff. I mean, obviously, Darcy's going to be on. Not to say I don't on. like her or anything. No, but I know. I just, I was charmed by him. Oh, yeah. This time. I mean, he's hysterical. Yeah. Well, apparently, they're in some other show, we're going to find out who that person that disappeared was. Yeah. Because it wasn't Monica, obviously. Yeah. So, because he even hinted at that. So, on a, on a like, an interview that, that he did. So, it was Dr. Reed Richards. Never know. Yeah. I mean, maybe that's how the Fantastic Four come around. Or maybe that's someone else. Yep. So, Would it, you want to see Doctor Doom become the new big-time villain of the Marvel Universe? Not yet. No? Not yet. My favorite Doom is when he has to reluctantly work with like the Fantastic Four or the Avengers or right. the X-Men or whatever. Right. I like him when he's a villain, but he's... You know, and some people are, are saying, like, you know, Galactus. I honestly, I mean, I don't think you need Galactus right now. I'd like to see Galactus, but we we haven't earned Galactus yet. No, we haven't. It's not a... Galactus needs almost a bigger buildup than what Thanos had. He needs a several movie buildup. I mean, he needs a bigger buildup more than what Thanos had. And I like the idea of a payoff with Galactus. It's... Not the same. It wouldn't be the same as all these other villains that are like, "I have arrived on Earth with my armies right. and my beam of light in the sky and right. the CG creatures everywhere." Yeah, Galactus is a very different kind of threat. Right, visually different, just different all around. Right, it would be very interesting to see him show up. How would they deal with that? What would they do? I like this concept. So it could at least be something different. I wouldn't mind seeing a Marvel's kind of introduction mm-hmm. of Galactus, because if you've heard the audio drama Marvels from the from the the nineties comic, mm-hmm. 
that kind of introduction of Galactus where you're focusing more on the Fantastic Four. Yeah. And you have that, that first appearance of Galactus. Yeah. You know? So it's more of an introduction of, you know, you see Pete, you've got X-Men in it, you've yeah. got, you know, Fantastic cool. Four. And then that's your first introduction to him where he's almost, you get maybe a glimpse of him or, well, you the know, Herald the second hand. Yeah. So but once the Herald is there and then, because, you know, after, you know, uh, Norton Rad stuck, that's when Galactus really hammers. Yeah. So you have that kind of introduction with the Fantastic Four where, you know, it's secondhand knowledge or a quick glance from a, um, you know, from a memory of Galactus and then boom. Yeah. Something, Interesting. Yeah. Something like that. That could work. I, I Anything would be better than that Fantastic Four movie where Galactus oh. is a cloud. Uh, Rise of the Silver Surfer. Yeah. How are you going to focus on the surfer more than Galactus? I know. I mean, I get it. It's like when Galactus shows up, it's seemingly over, you know, but uh, there must have been some other way. They'll find a way. They'll find You know, and they've done well. I mean, look at the way they they did Dormammu. Exactly right. I mean... And I, that seems to fit in more with the Guardian stuff, too. Right. So I'm, I'm wondering how that'll all connect. I'm sure it will. Fantastic Four and the Guardians is such a good combo. Yeah. Man. Let's have it. I mean, you've got that intergalactic... Planetary. Kind of planetary. Intergalactic. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> yes. Another dimension. <laughs> yes. Of sight and sound. Oh, okay. Um, I'm just doing Beastie Boys yeah. over here. <laughs> Sorry, I was mixing. I was I was sampling a little Twilight Zone in it. Um, but anyway, you know, I, I think that would be kind of the way to, to, to lead that in. Yep. So, but like I said, that would be kind of further down the line where you already have mutants in the in the scene. You already have, you've already dealt with, even, even Kang. Sure. I think I think Kang is the next. Obviously, he's been cast. They've, yeah. So sure. I think that's who. Not my favorite villain, but no. But I think he's a good lead up villain. You know what I mean? Yeah. They'll take care of him, and then it'll be like, well, if you thought he was bad, right. guess what? Here's the Silver Surfer right. to give you some bad news. I mean, I, I really <laughs> I really think Kang is kind of like Ultron. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, he's that kind of lean into... Yeah, you're right. You know, and I think Doom is kind of going to be the reverse Loki. How, in what way? In where what he's way? going to help out more in the beginning... Oh, and then, and then become bad. Not not even well, really become bad, but just show his true become colors. Become doom. Yeah. Which are steel and green. Yeah. Maybe Those little. Those are his colors. Yeah. Blue. Maybe. <laughs> yes. But, uh, no, I think maybe that's that's how that'll play out. Just a guess. Sure. I mean, that it. We're getting pretty ahead of ourselves. Uh, we here. are getting pretty ahead because we're looking. They might what? not go this direction at all. No, no. <laughs> I mean, we know they're going to go a little bit. Yeah. Because, you know, they've already, like I said, they've already, you know, Kang is already there. Yeah. You know, he's already cast, you know, and we see some of the other properties. So I'm, I'm calling it again. Okay. So it's about another six years. It's on the record. Happens, but. It's on the record. <laughs> 
Okay, so but but getting back to Wandavision. Back to Wandavision. Okay, yeah, we so we 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 kind of talked about the first two episodes. Yes, last time we did, and we've kind of had some space and some stuff in between. Yes, all good. Shout out Dylan. Now, did they? Did we? Did they really explain the commercials? No, not really. That's just it. I think they've kind of left that in into a mystery. I still say it's about the Infinity Stones. It might be. That's a cool theory. It's just like were those just there for fun? I'm like, hey, look at these Easter eggs. Like that's just what they're there right, for, right? Or were they an indication of something else? And it, and and that's I think that's the why they're kind of still leaving it as a vague, sure, you know, mystery that maybe this is. About the Infinity Stones. Maybe this is about something else. Maybe, you know, it's kind of, kind of, okay, well, these are maybe just little Easter eggs of the past. Right. They might be you nothing. Know? Or they might, and, you know, Marvel likes to do that where they'll leave some breadcrumbs. And right. if they need to use them later, they'll use them. And if not, they're just there for fun. Right. They're not hurting anything. No, no. And I loved every one of them. Yeah. And I love the fact that they progressed the commercials. Yes. In the same way they progressed the, the sitcom. Very cool. Did you have a favorite? A favorite? Did you have a favorite? Uh, a favorite? Uh, did you Did you have a an episode that was of a certain style that you liked the best? What I mean is, you know how they they right. copied certain shows. Was there one that you liked the I best? I probably the the sitcom wise. I would say the Dick Van Dyke and the Bewitched were yeah. my two favorite. Mine too, though the Bewitched one in particular. Yeah. I think, yeah. But yeah, the Dick Van Dyke was fun. I mean, it's obviously going for Malcolm in the Middle a little bit later. Yeah, that one was kind of not too bad. That yeah. was I. I like the, you know, the back and forth with that one, and the way they tie in with her sort of rushed story. I, I, it's a little rushed, but what are you going to do with her backstory of like, oh, they were watching these shows, right? You know, I, I, I get it. They couldn't show you every day in these people's lives, right? But right. it was. I, I think it was a little all crammed in. Into one scene, basically. Well, and it it, it kind of had to be because you would have, you would have had to at least add two more episodes if you're going to go. I get it that deep into those memories, yeah. you know. So, uh, and I get it, but it, I mean, it explained it. I love the fact that after you got the first couple of episodes, you got the episodes of what was going on outside of the yes. sitcoms. Yes, and then that's when it kind of started going back and forth. In every episode. Yeah, the ratio After that changed one. a little. Yeah. Then, yeah. But I did like that that they kind of played it like, okay, this is what's happening outside when the last two episodes that we've watched and see all these odd things happening. Yeah. This is what's really going on outside of Yeah, this. the last two episodes of the show are like uh, the Marvel movie. Yeah. The first well, that's what I said. handful you, yeah. are, yeah, there are these fun... They're just they're for they're fun. It's it's a fun show. It, it's laying the it was laying the paveway for that yeah. Wanda movie yeah. of the last two episodes. Right. And I think that's an interesting way to think about it that I hadn't really considered it. But yeah, it's it's all this build up to the Wanda movie yeah. at the end. I mean, it really is that. I no, don't know I, why yeah. I didn't think of it that way. Yeah. But now you're blowing my mind. <laughs> I, you really could sort of watch the last two on their own. Yeah. And as its own thing. Well, and the and the one is because the second to last one, you went back and saw all the things that happened right. that what Agnes was doing, you know, in in the midst of mm-hmm. of everything, and you know that 
that she lost vision that you know and what happened that she went when she went to westview yeah and you know that kind of built up into that episode and then it it showed wanda's past which like i said before that's what i think is a home run for the disney plus yeah that, and for the character because that's the character I mean. needed it well, that's what I mean. From Disney Plus to do this with these side characters that aren't as well, quite as I well was known. Never, in the MCU, I was not a fan of really Wanda or Quicksilver. Yeah. I just didn't. They they were just like these side guys that you're like, you know, you kind of know their story from the right. comics. Like, whatever. They're they're not the focus. They're not, they're not that interesting to me. Right. But now that I've got this emotional core for these characters... I, I definitely want to see more Wanda. Well, and, and, I definitely want to see more Vision. Oh, I yeah. always liked Vision. Yeah. But he is sort of a... He was just kind of an in-and-out character in the movies. Robot guy. You yeah. Know? I mean, he is what he is. He's You saw his entire creation happen, and that's fine. But like he doesn't have that much... Like, how could he have that much of a personality? Right. But now that he's been through what he's been through... Yeah. And by the way, his final fight was perfect for Vision. It turned into like a Star Trek... Uh, like the end of a Star Trek episode right. and they're like, uh, well, if everything I say is a lie. Like the Gemini Man. <laughs> you know yeah. what I mean? The Gemini Man episode. Right. So um, there's uh, something to be said for that, I think, that they didn't just make Vision do a fist fight with another Vision. They did a little bit of that because, of course, the fans want to see that. Right. But at the end of the day, it became a logic thing. Right. And I thought that was... Way more interesting than just a fist fight. Right. Flying around, knocking down buildings. Well, and it, it kind of brings up that whole, like, are we a sum of our memories or are we sure. more than that? Mm-hmm. So it's like, and I think that's the big philosophical question. Well, and even though the kids weren't real, she still loved them. The love is real. Right. There's all that stuff to it. Yeah. It's There's a lot going on and it's playing all on this grief theme. It, it really hit home for me. I, I I was not expecting to, you know, feel emotional at all when I watched the show, but it got me a couple of times. Yeah. It was great. Oh yeah, I mean that that last scene and that both of them with her and Vision and her her and Vision with the kids. Yeah, that I mean that that it I had mean, something. I, I'm not afraid. I got a little yeah misty eyed yeah. on it. I it, mean it was uh, pretty good. I my hats off. Yeah, I couldn't believe it. Well, and and the thing is, is they. I like I said that is what I think the home run is of Disney Plus, for sure. And I I hope they continue that. I'm almost more interested in these more these shows now than I am in new movies, and I I can't wait for new movies. It's going to be fun. But the the fact that you get all this extra time with these characters, right. And you can really dig well, in. Well, and the thing is, is look at the the shows we're getting, Hawkeye. Yeah. Okay. We'll find out about finally find out about goddamn Budapest. Yeah, that's interesting. I, it is way more interesting. Yeah, you know, um, She Hulk, new yeah. character being introduced. I'm really excited be, for She Hulk. I'm kind of yeah, um, you know, Moon Knight. I'm really excited for mm-hmm. because it's going to play a whole different aspect of any of the other characters. Yeah, that's you know, and we're getting some of these other, you know, Secret Wars. Yeah. I don't know. We just got I, you know, introduced kind of to at the end Wars. of at the end of WandaVision, we got introduced well, we to talk about the possibility really of Secret War. Now what Secret War? Are we talking about the more recent Secret War? Or are we talking about the original? I don't Secret know how War? they're gonna play it. Because that doesn't it doesn't make any sense to me for it to be the original one. I'm assuming it's probably the more recent one. 
Yeah, to me, that makes a lot more sense. That lines up more that, with what's yeah. happening in the stories. Right. It's not just like we woke up in this on this world. Uh, They're fighting each other. We have yeah. to fight f- battle royale style right. for some reason. Well, I guess that would be a way to put mutants into the. Well, and that's how <laughs> that's how originally Peter Parker gets the Black Spider Man suit, right? Which he like thinks he's using the costume machine, but it's like some other machine right. that dispenses black goo yeah. thing. <laughs> yeah. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I, I don't. While the original Secret Wars was one of my all-time favorites as a kid, but it has I don't no see how it can play. It. Yeah, I don't it's see how it can like play out on on screen. People on an island killing each other. I mean, it just. I don't know. I think I'm sure they find a way, but it just it seems like a waste of everyone's time and a waste of these characters to do. I that. think it's more of the more recent Secret War yeah. adaptation. I yeah. think it's more of. Um, Who's hiding in a plain sight? Yeah. Who's you well, know? Well, they did the whole invade. Um, this the scrolls. What what Scroll was that invasion. called? What was that called? Um, Secret invasion. Yeah. I wonder if it'll be more of that, but they seem to be. But we've already kind of resolved the scrolls. Maybe in the MCU, so it's like, are they going to be a threat again, or are they going to be like what? You know what I mean? Yeah, is it a different That's faction? Kind of. You been, know, I mean, Captain Marvel sort of resolves all that, or we at thought. least I thought. Yeah. yeah. But maybe it's some other... Well, but maybe it's not, because in WandaVision, look at the way Monica kind of, the when talked about Mar- Captain Marvel, she was kind of like, oh, no. You yeah. can see on her face, she's she didn't like, want to talk about she's like, oh, no, that bitch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, <laughs> I mean, she didn't say that, but also, you can see a look on her face. Did you? Someone brought this up to me, and I hadn't even considered it, but that maybe Monica's mother isn't actually dead. Maybe she's with... Nick Fury in space. And it was a scroll that died? Yeah. I mean, that's very well could be. Yeah. Someone brought that up to me, and I said, you're a genius. Uh, it, I mean, it could be. That's a very Marvel thing to do. That is a very Marvel thing to do. A very merry Marvel thing to do. <laughs> Wrong comic book. I don't know. So that's an interesting concept. But all this, and I'm remembering back to when, it was at the end of Spider-Man, right? When you see Sam Jackson in space? Yeah. I'm remembering how excited I was, like, oh, I think it's going to be Fantastic Four, and there's going to be all this right. stuff and this, this this galactic stuff. But then things have slowed down, and we haven't had much Marvel since that, so I sort of forgot the excitement about that. Right. But Marvel, a lot of the stories are very, you know... Drawn out. Galactic-centric. Well, they're, yeah. they're not on Earth. There's all no. these... What are they called? There's the Earthbound heroes, and then there's the rest of them. You know, yeah. the Guardians of the Galaxies and the Thors, and the you know, certain, right. certain heroes are not just fighting on Earth. Right. Um, all this crazy recent stuff with Ghost Rider, and uh, there's a lot of cool stuff out there that I would like to see more of. What right. I'm saying is, I don't want to just see Earth stories. Right. And I don't think we will. I think that's a big part of what's well, coming. obviously, with the immortal immortals, the uh, <laughs> eternal. Eternals, sorry. Yeah. The Immortals? Isn't yeah. that the group that did the Mortal Kombat soundtrack? Isn't yeah. that what they were called? The yeah, Immortals? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I would like to see definitely some more of that kind of thing. Right. So, it, I mean, it'll be interesting to see where it goes because, I mean, we have Monica going in space yep. for S.W.O.R.D. I love that they don't say. They just point. Yeah. They just point. Yeah. That was cool. So, we know she's going to go see Nick. Yeah. Because apparently he's still there. She can't just call him. No. She wants to go in space. They make that reference right when she comes back to, to Sword. They're right. like, "Oh, you can't. You're grounded." But yeah, you know. We'll- so it's like, okay, well, what now? If the whole she's grounded thing, okay. So is her mom? 
And, you know, yeah. like you said with that whole thing. Yeah. It's and she actually theory. on the sword station. Yeah. You know, that's why she didn't want her to go back up. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah, there, there's, there were so many Easter eggs in WandaVision that I, I loved. Even the, the just the little nods to things. Oz the Great and Powerful was yes. on, on the marquee. Yeah. That's fun. That's not my favorite movie, but there's a Raimi reference right there. Right. So, I mean, you know, and then everybody was thinking at first, and, and I knew it wasn't going to happen then when we saw Quicksilver quote-unquote recast I was for the thinking, MCU. I was fully fooled. I was like, oh, they've, they've brought him back somehow, but it's really him. It was a fun little way. It's it was almost, fun. It's yeah. almost better this way. Yeah, because then you don't lose the 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 sacrifice of her brother. Like right, because that would really minimize all that. Yeah, but um, that just as that was fan service. Yeah, that was fully fan service. Oh yeah, and I I loved that. I just loved that whole thing. It, it was a little confusing at first to me. Right, but, but now that I understand what it was, I just am glad that we got it. Yeah, cool to see. And it him. was fun. The fun to have that kind of mentality of a character well, that like- wasn't afraid to use his power. You know, I mean, that's because in the Marvel universe, we have some of those characters. Right. They're right, like, right. I'm going to do what I'm going to do. Yeah. You know, it's well, like she Hulk, she goes to court in as a giant green. That's right. You know, Hulk, Hulk, you know, <laughs> well, I also like, um, you just made me think of dumb lines. <laughs> we have a public defender. We have a Hulk. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, no, I like the fact that Marvel's not afraid to make that reference on themselves. Like, I, what am I trying to say? You'd think that some of those studios would be like, "Oh, we can't. That'll be confusing to fans. They won't understand. Yeah. Like, why? Whoa, whoa, oh, oh, he was in the Fox. We can't have. Right. No, no. They're like, that would be great." What, they're fans. They're obviously fans, and they want to give us fan favorite stuff. Yeah. And they did the right thing, and they brought Evan Peters back. At least on the Marvel side, we really have fans running things. All right, <laughs> calm down. I'm calm. Listen, Kathleen Kennedy is a nice lady. No, she is not nice. She's the best. She is not. I'm sure she is. <laughs> She has had no sing- real success that didn't have Spielberg, Lucas, or Zemeckis attached to it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. She's made some good calls. She has made some good calls, Chris. She has. She has. How- hey. When, when you have to keep saying the same word and your voice goes She has, Chris. She's yeah. made some good calls. Yeah. She's great. You're, I think oh. thou doth protest too much. Uh, thou doth wear mother's drapes? What is it? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Marvel reference. Marvel yes. reference. Rah, yes. rah, rah. But anyway. Anything else about WandaVision? Um, Overall thoughts, I say... I thought it was great. I know good. some people had some issues with certain things, but you you have to see, like, almost try to look... Two steps ahead, yeah. What they're trying, you know, you look five steps back and two steps ahead, yeah, of what's going on, and, and and then enjoy the moment. I mean, it sounds kind of funny, that, yeah, but I mean, thinking wise, you enjoy, you know, visually, you enjoy the moment. You really should, but you should be thinking five steps back and two steps ahead. And part of the fun is that. 
part of the fun is the speculation. Right. We think it'll be this. We think it'll be that. And well, they know that, too. Yeah, oh, yeah. They're right. actively messing with us. Oh, exactly. I mean, how many people, oh, Mephesto, Mephesto, Mephesto. Yeah. I thought it was hilarious. They had an interview with, uh, interview with the writer. Yeah. He didn't even know who Mephesto was. He, uh, <laughs> I, what, he hasn't seen Ghost Rider? There's so much Mephisto in that. I know. He's all over the place. I know. The writer said he didn't even realize Early who Marvel. Mephisto was. Yeah. I don't know. So, I mean, that that kind of whole fan theory was like, whoop. Yeah. Right out from underneath. It you know, fi- It could have fit in there. Heard a lot sure. of that, you know, Quicksilver was Nightmare. Well, yeah. we, we know that didn't no, happen. Quicksilver was Mr. Boner. <laughs> Boner? <laughs> that was hilarious. That was like the best name. The only the only way it can be, be better if his name was Richard Boner. Richard Boner. <laughs> Chris. Oh boy. <laughs> Come on. Oh man. I mean, they could have gave that to everyone that gift. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> the, I don't know. But uh, no, I love the fact that you know they 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 pulled the rug out from underneath of everyone when mm-hmm. it came to the fan theory stuff. Because yep. let's be honest, a lot of it has come to pass that people you know sure. speculate for sure. I mean, I'm you know I'm still pretty confident that mine's going to come to pass. We were pretty sure about Agnes being right, Agatha. Yeah, yeah. You know, but it was good to have some things that were really just. Out of left field on some things. That's yeah. I mean but the right things. But the right things. I mean, we didn't totally expect white vision. I didn't at all. No. No. So I mean, and that was awesome. You know what it reminded me of? What's that? When in the original Power Rangers, when the Green Ranger turns into the White, white Ranger. White Ranger. Yeah. Yes. That was I blew my mind when I was a, when I was a little fella. <laughs> that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. He plays this. Uh, Flute he goes from dagger. having the flute to having the tiger sword. Tiger sword. That talks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> but, uh, no, I mean, what about you? What were on one division? Thoughts? What, what's final the, oh, thoughts. final thoughts. I was like, are you asking this? I'm not, I'm not. Final thoughts, yeah, I, I definitely, uh, you know, I like to give my should you watch it or should you not watch it rating, and I think it's a thumbs up. You should definitely check it oh, out. Oh, yeah. Um, I like I said, it, it gives us more of a, more of a chance to get to know Wanda, mm-hmm. and it gives her an emotional core that I I now care about this character I think a lot a, more. A lot of a strong, a strong. You, you you develop a strong. She's won me over. They've yeah. they've got. I, I'm definitely interested to see what she'll be up to. Right. Uh, I I hope the kids are okay somehow. Um, I hope her and Vision can reunite and be in love together somewhere. <laughs> um. That's the romance is good. I enjoyed that. Um, yeah, no, I, I was delighted. I was, I liked the fact that because of its form that it came in, it's, it's this whole, you know, retro TV thing. Right. It really threw off, it threw me off the scent of what they were really doing. Right. And, but I was also enjoying it because of the aesthetics and because of that, right. all those old tropes of these old TV shows yeah. and whatever. So I was enjoying it because of that. When really they were secret, it's almost like they were secretly giving me the Marvel I wanted, even though, you know, that's not what they were seemingly doing. Right. So I like that aspect of it. It wasn't a, just a straightforward Marvel show, which what you know that's what Falcon and Winter Soldier will be. So it's quite nice that they all to a degree they start yeah. with something completely different. Right. I think that's right. great. And I th- I you, 
It's you know, a big you, swing, but I think it's a home run. Right. I mean, it could have been a miss. It could I mean, have, it been, could a have been a huge miss. Real big and miss. some people think that it was, but I think they're wrong. I think I, they're I, flat out wrong. Right. You have to enjoy a buildup. There weren't any fights in it, man. There weren't enough fights. I think I think that's the thing. You have to enjoy a buildup. And I mean, you know, we're Twin Peaks fans. It's slightly you more know, of a mature storytelling than, yeah. than, than like Avengers 1 where it's just like putting a team together and right. doing some punching. Yeah. You know, there's a bit more to it than that. Right. And if you don't enjoy the emotional stuff, the romantic stuff, the retro TV stuff, you're going to have a hard time. Yeah. I mean, it really had a little bit of Twilight Zone ish, you know. For sure. And did you did you watch the like the the making of? I didn't get a chance. Okay, they talked about like some of the shots. Every episode, they they took camera shots that they had used in episodes of Twilight Zone. Oh, really? And, and kind of to give you just to give you the vibe, just to give you that like the dinner scene in the first episode. Yes. Oh yeah, loved it. You know that was definitely two seconds of David Lynch. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, and then like the the colorized helicopter that mm-hmm. was a David Lynch move, kind That's of pretty cool. You know, on the, in the second one, you know they and they talked about like, th- did you know they actually had t- sat down the the guy who was the director, Kevin Feige, sat down with Dick Van Dyke before they filmed the first. They got DVD episode? for this. Yeah. <laughs> Ta- sat, down to, sat down to lunch. Yeah. <laughs> UHF. Hey. Uh no, they had uh sat down to lunch with Dick Van Dyke to talk about like the way they actually filmed it. They used modern cameras but with the lenses of the time. All I can and the about- lighting of the time and the you know, and it was kinda wild how they really went, I mean, full tilt yeah. into filming into that filming in these- front of a studio audience. Yeah. Thing. And it was hilarious. They showed like the studio audience they had, all had like fifties like type of yeah. dresses and suits and How stuff. Cool was that? They had the wooden folding chairs all up, and it was kind of cool that you they. Talk- I mean, they really went full tilt into. When you mentioned Dick Van Dyke, I can't stop thinking about his teeth. I have you ever noticed like recent Dick Van Dyke? He's like, there got to be dentures. right? I'm sure they are. They're just implants are. Yeah, he's just got. He's, he's pretty teethy. He's very toothy. Yeah. That's all I can think about is his mouth. Is that weird? Cinnabon. Oh, Cinnabon. Do <laughs> you think a Cinnabite would eat a Cinnabon? In a Cinnabon heartbeat. The Cinnabite delight. <laughs> we have it such cinnamony things to a, show you. It would be a Cinnamon Sin. Cinnamon Sin. I don't know. I think that's the end, Chris. Yeah, I know. I know. Hey. But overall, great show. Overall, great show. Ten, Not a 10 out of 10, but very good. Yes. I I don't like to give numerical I don't ratings. I just it's a thumbs up or a thumbs down, and yeah. for me it's a thumbs up. Yeah, it's it's definitely a watch. It's a it's a it's a watch. It's a watch. Mm-hmm. So, well, we get next week comes out the uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier, Falcon and Winter Soldier, and the the four and a half whatever twenty five hour Snyder cut. <laughs> 25 hours <laughs> yeah uh, that's next week that is next week I've lost track of time I know right <clears throat> okay well I will be watching it we will be talking about we'll, it yeah we will talk about that so. so we'll see who the hell knows <laughs> it's longer than it's longer than uh, it has any right to be but we'll we'll get through it well I sat through like all six Lord of the Rings and Hobbit movies before, so I I guess I can. If my eight year old can watch the three hour Salem's Lot, yeah, which is the first ninety minutes is 
nothing is happening. Yeah. <laughs> it's Jack Mason driving around. around. Yeah. The shop will be open soon, don't worry. Oh, Mr. Barlow is upstate New York. He's doing some acquisitions. <laughs> Have I violated some local ordinance? Anyway, yeah, uh, we can sit through four hours of Superman right. bleeding, bro, or whatever yeah. he says. Anything else, Chris? No, I, I think we pretty much covered everything this All right. Time. Next week, I made a guest appearance on the Best Little Horror House in Philly podcast, so if you want to hear me briefly on there, uh, I will be on there. <laughs> it's a fantastic show. If, you, if you're into horror... George, the host, is so knowledgeable and does such good research. He's uh, he's a little uh, intimidating in his just he's he's like a he's like a well oiled machine. <laughs> uh, so I was so delighted to be to be on that show. So I, I was on like a it's like a it, the premise I believe was supposed to be thirteen people discussing Friday the Thirteenth Part right. Two. And uh, there were a lot of us. It was like a panel discussion about mm-hmm. why Friday the 13th Part 2 is the best horror movie ever made. So if you like Friday the 13th or horror in general, that's a show you should be listening to anyway. Mm-hmm. Full thumbs up. you got to check that show out. It's great. Um, but I will be on that. Um, uh, unless he cuts me out. Oh, God. Uh, <laughs> I will be on that. Wouldn't that suck week. after all that time? No. I, he, I hope he won't. George, I love you, buddy. Um <laughs> But yeah, uh, you can get us on Twitter at Geek Sinks. Um, we're on Facebook, Nerds Geeks in the Kitchen Sink. We have a group on there. Join, join, join. 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 Uh, I'm on Twitter at Dcraft. It's at D K R E F F T. I'm on at C D Stein sixty nine. I always want to say it like that guy from the IT crowd. Uh-huh. C D Stein sixty nine. <laughs> I don't know. I should cut this out. Yeah, that's okay. CD Stein, 69. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, we have an email, nerdsgeeksinks at gmail.com. Send us your things. Also on Instagram, and we have a Redbubble show. Yes. So, yeah, we'll be back soon. See you in two weeks. Uh, yeah, see you on the social media. Till then. All right. Have a good one, guys. Goodbye. Goodbye.